Okay, looking forward to having Sandeep speak to us. Sandeep, we want some. Um, we want to ask you a couple of questions just to get to know you first. Okay, Sandeep. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Feel prepared? Kind of. <laughs> okay. First question is: book or movie? I'm a movie guy. I love myself some movies. Marvel fan. Any Marvel fans out there? Anyone seen Endgame? Shall we tell the spoiler? No, that's too far. No, 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 no. Okay, next one. Okay. I think you're only allowed one answer for this one. Pancake or waffles? Pancakes. Pancakes. Any, any particular pancakes you want to tell us about? Um, three stack pancakes. Here we go. I like them. They're so good, aren't they? Okay, an extra one, sorry. What topping would you have on it? Sweet or savoury, you know. I'm a, I'm a sweet guy. I like a bit of chocolate, Nutella, a bit of banana on it. I'm, I'm quite, quite simple like that. Quite simple. Anyone else think Sandeep's quite simple? <laughs> okay, last one. A bit personal, but as we're at New Day. Okay. Shower or bath? I'm a shower guy. I think baths are disgusting. I don't think baths are disgusting. You're literally sitting in your own filth for ages. I think, I think they're disgusting. It's a shower. Hilarious. Brilliant. Right. Can we have a nice warm welcome to Sandeep, please? Morning, everyone. How are you? It is an absolute pleasure. Truly, whenever I get asked to speak to you guys, I feel properly humble to share, share God with you and speak to you. And we are continuing to talk about how to be a disciple. And today I'm going to be talking about um, growing in knowing God. Um, and specifically doing that through the Bible. Who was here yesterday? Remind us who was here yesterday. A few of you, a few of you. Yesterday, uh, my friend Lauren talked about growing in loving God and how we can do that through prayer. And then the, the amazing thing about loving God and following God is that God is not a God that we can't approach or we can't go near, you know, like a distant, scary, uh, you know, head teacher. But actually, God is a, is a God that we can approach we can go near because he wants to know us. Um, so it's, it's amazing. The one who created the world, the one who created us and everything that we can see, he wants to get to know us and we can get to know him. He wants a relationship with us. And, you know, let's think about that. Let's think about getting to know someone. There's that song, isn't it? Getting to know you. I don't know what it's from. Sound of music, I think. Whatever. I'm going off topic. What I want you to do is think about someone who you've got to know better recently. It may be a friend who's now like your best friend. It may be, you know, a, an you know, extra, estranged auntie or uncle or something like that, who you've got to know pretty well. Picture that guy, that person in your head. Picture them in your head. Okay, could be someone you've got to know well. And how did you get to know them well? How did you get to know them well? What I want you to do is turn to the person next to you and say, how did you get to know that person well? What did you do to get to know that person well? How did you learn and grow in knowing that person? Okay. So. Okay. So. Um, how am I going to do this? I'll, I'll give you some examples of, of how I get to know someone well. You know, you could spend time with that person, specific time with that person. That's good, isn't it? Quality time with that person. You really get to know someone well. You could ask them lots of questions. Ask them a lot of questions. Could be silly questions like Katie just asked me. Um, not that silly, Katie. It was good. Yeah, sorry. 
Or we can ask them some deep questions. You know what I mean? That deep questions. There you go. You can go in walks with them. Um, go in lots of walks with them. That's what I like to do. I quite like walking. Ever since I moved from London to Derby, all of a sudden I like walking now. It's weird. But it's good. And you can really get to know someone there. You just experience life with them. I don't know about you. Go on activities with them. Bowling or Laser Quest. I don't know, laser Quest. Do we still do Laser Quest anymore? Yeah, okay. Laser Quest with them. That sort of thing. You can experience life with them. But imagine if that person you had in your head, imagine if they wrote a book. Imagine if they wrote an autobiography. Then... I think you'd probably get to know them pretty well. Uh, you'd hear their experiences, their past, what they've done, what they think, truly who they are. Um, and it's the same with God, really. It's the same with God. So just imagine the ways that I've sort of described. You know, we can spend time with God, can't we? We can spend time with God. We can spend time in him, with him in prayer, like we looked at yesterday. We can look at creation, be amazed with what he's done, get to know him through creation. We can sing songs to him like we've been doing all week so far. I don't know about you, but it takes me a couple of times to work out the songs. That first time I'm listening to that song, I'm getting that beat in my head. It's the second time that I'm looking at the lyrics. And through those lyrics and through our singing, we're getting to know God. Um, and just experience life with God, really. Spending time with God, going on walks with God. You know, a couple of years ago in the Todd 14, Simon Braden mentioned that he walks with God. And that was a new concept to me. He literally goes and walks with God. And that's just spending time with God and just praying through him. And by spending that time, you can get to know God. But for me, the most accessible way to get to know God is through the Bible. It's through the Bible. Um, why is it accessible? Well, in this day and age, it's just really easy to get to a Bible. I don't know about you. I mean, if you were to ask me to find a Bible verse, it could literally take me a few seconds to find the Bible. Why? Because of this bad boy. Everyone put your phone in the air. Grab your phone. Well done. If you don't have a phone, well done. Pass that phone to the person next to you. Don't do that. What are you talking about? Don't give them your phone. Are you crazy? <laughs> it's mad. In the history of the world, we've never had it so easy and so accessible to read the Bible. That's crazy. That is crazy. But listen, I remember, I'm going to sound so old, whenever I start doing this sort of old man Sandeep thing, it gets a bit cringe, but I remember being your age, okay, about 10 years ago, okay, I lie, about 13 years ago, 13, 14 years ago, and I remember thinking when someone's speaking to me about the Bible, here we go. Here we go. I'm just going to feel bad about myself. I don't read the Bible as much as I should. I know about it. My grandmother tells me every time I see her to read the Bible. I get that. I have a similar experience as Toby in the meetup with my Asian family. I love them, but they're similar like that. It's good. Um, and so if someone was speaking about, about reading the Bible, I just feel bad. I just feel guilty. But let me tell you something. If I had a time machine right now, and I programmed it well enough. I turn back, I programmed it well enough, turn back to that 12-year-old, that 13-year-old Sandeep. You know what I'd do? I'd slap him. I would slap that boy in the face. Because I'd say, you boy, you better listen to what you're saying. You better listen. Because this is something that I didn't get right when I was your age. I didn't get this habit right. And now I'm thinking, now I try, I, to be honest with you, I find reading the Bible quite hard i find it difficult so whoever asked me to do this talk well well done but i still find it difficult because i'm convinced i didn't get this habit right when i was your age so that's why it's so important that's why it's so important because literally reading the bible 
will change your, change your life. Um, and I want to talk a bit about that more. But let's get back to basics. I know some of my youth in Derby were waiting for me to say this, but what is the Bible? What is the Bible? The Bible is a group of books, 66 in total, which tells us ultimately how God interacts, how God relates with humanity, with his people. The Bible tells us how God created people, how people rejected him. Then ultimately, throughout these books, it shows us this beautiful story back to God. Can I actually have a Bible? I completely forgot it. <laughs> Thank you. I will use your Bible. Very good. Throughout these books, it shows us the journey of God interacting with humanity, relating to humanity. And man, what an adventure. The Bible says how God shows himself to us through creation, through prophets, through the building of this temple, and ultimately how he loves us by sending his son Jesus for us. The Bible tells us about Jesus' life on earth, how he lived a perfect life, and then how he died for us, how he rose again. Then what do we do with that? It tells us about the journey of the early church, the early believers, and then practically how we lived our lives. The Bible then talks about the future, how Jesus will come again and we'll be in eternity with him. Do you see? It's this journey of the Bible throughout time, throughout history. It's not just individual books together. And I never really got this when I was your age. I just treated the Bible like a textbook. It's like a textbook, like stuff that I need to learn. It's a story. It's a whole story. If you want to think of a type of book, I don't know if you any any readers out there, any keen readers out there, yeah? There's a few of you. If you want to think of a type of book, it's in the Bible. If you want adventure, just read the story of Moses, of Joseph, Joseph, of David or Paul. If you want poetry, the Psalms are where it's at. If you want wisdom, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Romans, Ephesians, some of the wisest people in the world get their key principles from the Bible. If you want romance, oh man, Songs of Solomon. But we won't talk about that till you get to 15 to 19, okay? We're not mentioning about that book. Uh, <laughs> it's a dangerous book. The Bible is a dangerous book. People have been in trouble and killed for reading the Bible. People have been in jail for smuggling the Bible into countries, into people who don't have access to it. That's how vital it is. That's how important we should be thinking about it. And it's vital for others to have access. And we have access to it so easily, so readily. So how I'm going to explain, why the, I'm going to explain two things really. Firstly, why the Bible is important. And secondly, I'm going to give you some tips on how to read the Bible. Okay, so why is the, why is the Bible important? Why should we read the Bible? Well, two reasons I've got for you is that we can get to know about God and then we can get to know God. Hey, see that? Get to know about God and get to know God. I'm going to explain the difference later. But if you think about it, the fact that the Bible has gone through generations and generations and generations means that God wants us to know about him. God has allowed the Bible to travel through time so that it's right here, ready for us. God wants us to know about him. We're literally, reading the Bible, we're hearing God speak about himself. When you're reading the Bible and learning about God, you're learning about his characteristics, his personality, how he created the world, how he spoke to people. Why is it important for us to know about God? Well, it gives us the bigger picture. It gives us context. 
It provides background and helps us to see what truly is going on today because we know what's happened in the past. So I'm going to give you an example, a story of why it's important to know the bigger picture, why it's important to know the background. And you know, normally when speakers talk about their, their lives, they, they normally speak about their, their kids. Their kids, And that's nice. That's good. I don't have any kids. But what I do have is a cat called Evie. A little cat. It's called Evie. You know? so, so if I asked you, if you came around to mine and Rianne's house, and you, know, you sat down, you got yourself you know, tea, coffee, a juice, you know, a Coke, if, it's, if you're excited. Um, and then and this cat just sat on your lap. You'd be like, okay, that's nice. That's cool. That's cool. But if I, to, if I, gave, you a bit back, if I gave you a bit of background about this cat, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So if I told you how we got Evie when she was seven weeks old, little baby, how the first night she was so small... That she slept in between me and Rianne, and Rianne was up all night thinking that I was going to crush her when she slept, when I slept. If I tell you that Evie is an absolute diva, she's a drama queen. She doesn't like anyone except for me. She doesn't even like Rianne. She just likes me. Um, she, doesn't want to, she doesn't want to be touched by you, <laughs> but she wants to check out what you're up to. What are you doing in my house? I don't know what you're doing. So now you've got that context, you've got that background. If you came to my house and the cat sat on your lap, you'd be like, oh my days, this is amazing. I'm so special. I can't believe it. I know it's a silly example of a cat sitting in your lap, but because you've got that picture, because you've got that background of this cat, you can see what this, how you know, exciting this moment is. And it's the same with God. Without that previous information, you wouldn't see the bigger picture of what's happening now. We are part of a wider story. We're part of a wider story. And without reading the Bible, we won't see the whole picture of what God is doing. We won't know about him. You know, throughout the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, through Jesus, through the stages of the early church, it helps us today. Because when we know about God, scenarios that we face in the present now can match with what was said today, what we've learned about. You know, so if I'm going through a difficult season, you know, I can look at the Bible and I can read the story of Moses and the Israelites and God delivering the Israelites out of Egypt and be like, God, you did this with the Israelites. You know, you got them through a difficult season. You can get me through a good difficult season. If I'm going through a period of wanting to see change or breakthrough, I can read the story about how God changed the life of Saul to Paul through the, through, in the road of Damascus. I don't know if you know that story. Saul literally was stoning Christians, beating them to death. And God spoke to Saul and changed his life. That's breakthrough. That's change. You know, and Paul wrote some amazing letters in the Bible. So we can refer back. If we want to see change, we want to see breakthrough, we can read about what God's done. If we just want to give God thanks and, you know, we're looking for a reason, we can learn about him. We can read Ephesians, see how high, how wide is God's love for us. When we know more about God... The more we learn about him, the more we start to love him and the more we start to know about him. This great God, this powerful God, loves us. The amazing thing, really, is that it's important for us to know about God, but God wants us to know him, not just know about him. And there's a difference between the two. There's a difference between knowing about God and being able to know God. You know, um, I could tell you all about David Beckham. I could tell you all about him. Why? 
because he's a good footballer. He's very handsome. Got great hair. He does. There's one thing that I've got better than him. I've got a way better misses. I've got a way better misses. Trying to get that brownie points. Trying to get that brownie points. Right. But I can tell you a lot about David Beckham. But I don't know David Beckham. I've never heard. I've never met him. I don't know what he's like. I don't know what he's thinking. But that's the difference with God. Through the Bible, we can know about God and we can get to know God. God is literally speaking to us through the Bible. Why? Because when we're reading the Bible, the author is literally next to us. Like that picture this morning, next to us as we read the Bible. God is speaking to us through the Bible. Not only that, God is next to us. The Holy Spirit is in us as we read the Bible. God is speaking to us through the Bible. So if we approach the Bible with an attitude of of meeting God, not just reading like a textbook, but being able to meet God and hear from God and listen to God. That's what's the difference. That's the difference. So now might be an actual good time to quote the Bible. I've not done that yet. That might be a good time to quote the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 23. So the chapters are the big bits, the verses, the smaller bits. Chapter 23, verse 29. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? I'm also going to quote... Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Youth leaders, you know I was going to quote this one. (laughs) For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word of God, the Bible, changes lives. It's described so powerfully as fire, as hammers, as swords. These are powerful things. When struck, when penetrated, changes the entire atmosphere. Changes the environment. It changes the game. You know, I wasn't actually allowed an actual sword for this bit, but I just thought I'd get a plastic one. So you can stand up. You've been giving me a Bible. That's very nice of you. So what's your name? Naomi. Naomi. Now, Naomi, um, do you feel... No, I'll let other, I'll let other people decide. Does Naomi feel Naomi? Naomi feel powerful to you? Does she look powerful to you? Um, the answer is supposed to be no. If you could help me out, no. Oh wow, yeah, I agree. Now look at her, grandest sword. Does she look powerful now? You don't want to mess with her? Absolutely not. And that's what the Bible is like. That was a well done. Give her a round of applause. Excellent. That's what the Bible's like. It's powerful, like a sword. It changes the environment. It changes the game. <laughs> when you read the Bible, it changes your life. Because God is speaking to us through the Bible. So we don't get to know about God. We get to know God. That is amazing. You know, Jesus Christ quoted the Bible to Satan when he was tempted in the desert. All Satan could do was flee. All the devil could do was flee when he was hearing the Bible. That's how powerful it is. You know... You might feel like, you know, God's never spoken to me. You know, I, I don't know what God sounds like. I don't, know, I don't know his voice. And I understand that, and particularly in this sort of environment at New Day. Maybe God's speaking to you through, maybe God's speaking to your friends or things like that. But you'd be like, you know what, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what God even sounds like. Well, the good thing is, actually, open this. Open the book. Because God is speaking directly to you. When you open the book, if you want to know like God, if you want to know how God sounds like, open the Bible. 
Read through it. God is speaking to you and God wants to change your life through the Bible. So no matter how you're feeling, we need this in our lives. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples of how God spoke to me through the Bible and changed my life. First one, when I was younger, um, I used to get really nervous about tests and exams. I don't know about you, but I really used to get nervous. I think I, I built myself up for them. I had a high expectation of myself. I just didn't want to let anyone down. And my parents, who are Christians, read Psalm 121 over me. And Psalm 121 says, I look, up to the, I look up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord. He will not let your foot slip. He will not let your foot slip. And that sort of changed my life. I read it over and over again. My parents used to make me read it over and over again. They were very good like that. And suddenly I just got it. Suddenly I just got it. I knew that God was not going to forsake me or leave me. I knew that God was not, I was not going to be, I was not going to let God down and God was not going to let me down. You know, it changed me. It made me secure in him. So reading the Bible, it changed your life. Even now, day to day, I had like a, I had a big meeting at work where I had to make a good decision. I had to be, you know, put my you know, manager hat on. I had to be wise. You know, in the morning, I just flipped through the Bible during breakfast and I got to James chapter 1 verse 2. And it said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Verse 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without fault, and it will be given to you. You know, I had to make this wise decision. I hadn't even asked God for it yet. I hadn't even asked God. How ridiculous. And so actually reading for the Bible in the morning reminded me, Boy, you better ask God for wisdom. So I went outside in the garden, which is my quiet place, if you were here yesterday, in the garden. And I just started praying and asking God for wisdom. So the Bible, God is speaking to me for the Bible. And says, hey, wait a second, look up to me. Don't just do things in your own strength and be wise. Look up to me. The amazing thing about the Bible is that it's not only helps with day-to-day, things like that. It's eternity changing. The whole Bible points to Jesus. From the Old Testament, prophesying about him, to calls for a saviour, and the life of Jesus and how we lived the perfect life, how he died for us, it changes us, and it changes us for eternity. If we read the Bible, as God speaks to us, the more we know from God, the more we know about God, the more that we love God. So I'd encourage you, to read the Bible. That's why it's important. That's why it's important. But you might say to me, Sandy, listen, I know I get why it's important. You know, I get that God will speak to you, but I'm, I'm just not a book person. I just struggle with reading in general. You know, it's too long. It's too complicated. Why can't the Bible just be a film? You know, if it was a Marvel film, I'd be watching that daily, but it's not. But let me give you some options on how to read it. And what I want to do is, soon we're going to go into groups. I want you to discuss these options with this group. And your youth leaders and orange t-shirts are going to help you work out which ways to try and how to help you read the Bible. So, you could read it like a novel, like a story. And, you know, you might know about certain characters in the Bible that you've learned throughout. Maybe you've, you've grown up in the church. Maybe you've gone through Sunday school. You know about these characters in the Bible. Pick a book, pick a character. And just read the story that's in there. So, for example, you could just read the, the book of Joshua. You could learn just a bit about the character of Joshua. And just pick out one theme of it. That's just one thing you need to learn. 
And for example, the book of Joshua, the thing you need to learn is be courageous. Be courageous. That's what I get out of it. I need to be bolder. I need to be courageous. So that's, you know, you can read it like a novel. Read it like a story. Second thing is, you could study the Bible. Study it. Really get the grips of it. Read the background of it. Analyze every word. You get a study, get a study Bible. Pick out more from it. Just pick out more from it. Just spend time reading the background of it. And some of the things when you're reading about it will become more clear to you. So that's, you can read it like a story. You can study the Bible. Meditate on it. Meditate on the Bible. What do I mean by that? This, this is the one that helps me, actually, because I'm not a big reader. I just read one verse sometimes, or one chapter, and I just focus on it, on, on it throughout the day. You know, like a bit of chewing gum. A bit of chewing gum. You're chewing throughout the day, just chewing on it. I don't know about you, but I'm going to stitch my brother up. He's not here. Uh, <laughs> my brother sometimes, when he was younger, used to put chewing gum you know, behind his ear. And then save it for later in the day. And it's like, it can be like that when you're meditating, the verse, a Bible. Just chew on it throughout the day. Stick it behind, grab it for the rest of the day, and just start chewing on it. So that's like a story. Study the Bible, meditate on it. You could pray through it like we did yesterday. That's a great example. We could read a verse and just pray specifically about that verse. That's a good way. So you're actively talking to God throughout. You know, Another thing you could do, if actually reading is really difficult for you, but you might be really creative. You might be really arty. You know, there's a thing called Bible journaling. Some of the girls in our youth group are fantastic at Bible journaling, which is basically they read a, read a Bible, read the chapter or verse, and they just draw a picture. They draw something that they think is the theme of what's going on, and creatively, it helps them express things. It helps them connect with God. Another way is that you could listen to it. My wife does this in the morning. She listens to the Bible. She's got an audio book. She's got the Bible app on your phone. And just listen through it. Just concentrate it. It might be a case of, actually, you struggle with reading, but you're okay with listening. So those are the ways we can, sort of, those are the ways. And there are other ways out there. And the orange t-shirts and the youth, your youth fleet is going to talk about that a bit more. But a couple more tips. Firstly, don't treat it like a chore. If you get into your head that it's a chore, it's difficult. It's difficult to get that. Also, read it when you're at your best in the day. Now, what do I mean by that? You might be a morning person. You might be an evening person. Whenever you're at your best, whenever you're able to focus more, that's when you should read it. The main thing is about quality and not quantity. Quality and not quantity. Don't feel like I've got to read the whole of the Bible before I'm 18. That's unrealistic sometimes. It's a little bit and often. We've got plants in our garden. We've got a couple of plants in the garden. How do you water a plant? We water a plant a little bit every day. A little bit every day. So if you get this right, if you get this habit right, of little and often, and don't think I've got to be key and big and I've got to read it all. Work out what's right for you. Work out this habit for you. And I guarantee that God will speak to you. Handy tip, get an actual Bible instead of your phone. Get an actual Bible instead of your phone. If you've, got not, if you've not got one yet, buy one in the book. Because actually, you don't get many notifications on the Bible. But I'll get notifications on my phone and that will distract me for the next half an hour. Get an actual Bible. I'm just going to close with this. You may sit here feeling, sit here feeling like sad and bad about yourself. You, haven't, you, you never really read the Bible. 
Do not fear. Do not fear. This week is the best time to get to grips with the Bible. Because you have youth leaders, people around you, who want to teach you how to read the Bible. How to know about God and how God will speak into your life. I reckon if we just had an open mic session here, I'd get youth leaders, orange t-shirts, showing examples about how the Bible changed their life. The Bible would change your life. Knowing God will change your life. And you can start now. I'm going to pray to finish, and then we're going to get into discussion groups. Okay? Thank you. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you that you are God, you know, who is approachable. And that we can get to know you. We can get to learn about you. And we get to hear you speak. And I thank you, Lord, that you are the author of this book, the Bible. And the Bible will change our lives. Father, I, help, I ask that you help us to work out the best way to read the Bible for us. And we get to grips with the importance of this when we work this out at our age. And so that you change our lives forever. Thank you, Lord, that the Bible points to your son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that the Bible shows you how much you love us. Thank you, Lord. Amen.